welcome to the We Are PC podcast, where it's all about celebrating the creative works of our amazing students, staff, and programs in the Port Clinton City School District. And now, get ready for the We Are PC podcast. Welcome to the We Are PC podcast, episode number 15. Hi, I'm Christian Meyer, an eighth grader at Port Hunt Middle School, and joining me today is today's podcast are my fellow classmates, Jordan Mazer and Elijah Pinkleton. Today we will be talking about a topic that's sure to be a hit with many students, drone racing. Mr. Bobby Good, Port Clinton High School industrial tech teacher, is here as well as high school student Hunter Granlin and Garrett Hurt. Welcome, everyone. Hello. Hello. You heard a rumor that there may be a drone racing team starting soon. Is that true? That's true. Uh, We do have a drone racing team that's going to get started up uh, next year. Um, This school year, uh, in the spring of 2019, as of right now, I don't know much information about it, other than there is a drone racing league going on right now in our area with area high schools and middle schools there will be another drone racing league starting up uh, in uh, the spring uh, late January early February Mr. Ackerman's plan getting a team together for that as well and as am I at the high school at the high school I'm hoping to incorporate it into a class so then uh, the class will actually be working on uh, the drone racing uh, during the school day. And then we'll also have races uh, during the uh, evening. How long have you been flying or racing drones? And why did you get into it? I think that's a great question for Hunter. Well, okay, so with drone racing, as far as it goes, I haven't done much drone racing. Um, I'm more in a cinematic arts and whatnot. When it comes down to it, um, I've worked on many, many type of the short films or s- cinematic films such as that. I use my drone a lot and do some of the different shots, whether it's two feet off the ground, whether it's 36 inches off the ground or half a mile in the air. Well, before we started recording, you you'd, uh, I'd asked you uh, where you've been flying your drones. You told me you've been doing some shooting around Catawba. Yeah. Um, I live out in Catawba, and I spend a lot of time out there rather than in Port Clinton. So a lot of my shots are high up. I'm looking out at the lake. I'm looking at different things about Catawba, like different monuments, different areas, such as that. And my buddy, he brought over his uh, drone. It had uh, six props on it, and he flew it up a few hundred feet above my house. And it was in the winter, so there were no leaves on the tree. Uh, and so he shot it down, straight down to my house. And that was pretty cool. I got a pick, and then he did a 360 all the way around my house. and That sounds awesome. I live up by the Miller Ferry, so yeah, there's like all the water around it. I uh, actually just did a shot about a month ago um, at the soccer field out there, um, Highland Park, I believe it is. Um, we had a few different people that I knew that were playing there that day, um, one being my little brother, Nathan. He was out there flying, well, not flying, but he was playing out there, and I just got a few shots of him while he was running around the field. thought it was really cool. I don't know much about drone racing myself, but uh, 
can you with your drone program a drone to fly from one spot to another spot or is it all manual control? I can. I can actually set it on a um, uh, path and basically it'll go from point A to C to D to E and then it'll fly home. That's so cool. it's really awesome. So I love it. It's probably one of my favorite drones to fly. Um, particularly, I have a new drone. It's called Unique Breezy and they've done an absolute beautiful job on that drone. It's not very big, not very small, but it's perfect fit in your bag. So it works. Cool. Have you encountered any problems along the way? I have. I've had a few different uh, GPS issues. Sometimes it'll or it'll go on its own path and find a new route, but sometimes those are the best shots. So you ever seen those videos on YouTube where the drone fails and you see the guys running out into the water to catch their drones? Yeah, I actually did that once. Did you do that? Yeah, I did. I did that once. I actually have a video of it coming down, hitting the water, and it just... This uh, is what happened to the see, drone. I jumped in the water, and I went and got it, and uh, I ended up having to replace it. Oh, just, it, it, was, it, it was done? It yeah, was done. battery was done. Oh, I managed to pull the memory card, though, so it was awesome. Yeah, so you got the video of it? Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, I was looking at, I went to Thailand this summer for two months and I was looking at buying a drone to take with me. Um, the problem was is that you had to apply for two different permits to fly in the kingdom of Thailand. Gotcha. And the one was going to take about six months and I didn't plan that far ahead of time. Um, but it would have been really cool to get some awesome shots there. Um, what about here? Is there any like really good laws areas or licenses? As far you have as it get? goes, there is a FAA regulation license that you have to apply for when it comes down to the flying above 400 feet. So when it comes down to whether, let's say I call the airport, I'm within five mile radius of the airport. So I have to call every time I'm flying. Oh, really? So because of the area I live in, it's mandated under FAA regulations. Oh. So. Well, that uh, sounds like a good idea. Well, it's better safe than yeah. not. <laughs> do you know anything about building drones or do you buy them already made? I usually buy them already made. I haven't built the drone myself yet. I would love to, though. It'd be very fun. In class one time, I had a student who 3D printed a body for a drone, and uh, then I took some just stock DC motors that I had in my classroom, and we put them on there, and we had some propellers that we used for a maglev project that uh, um, we we do. And, um, and uh, the motors were heavy, and I kind of knew it wasn't going to work, but we were interested uh, to see what would happen. So we wired it all up, and then uh, we uh, actually just we had long leads coming off the motors, all going to a power supply. And uh, we were all about 10, 15 feet away from it, and uh, we were standing behind uh, uh, on the other side of a uh, sort of a sheet of plywood that we had out in front of us and we had all our glasses on and everything because so we weren't quite sure what was going to happen and uh, we flipped that switch to the power supply and then all, it, instantaneously the arms just fold up into a just, just closed up and then the propellers all smashed into each other and the parts went flying everywhere and then that was the last time we built our own drone <laughs> uh, well I bet it would be fun to build a drone in general if you know what you're doing I mean it sounds like you did but it just sounds like the material wasn't there so do you see drones being used more than a hobby in the future? In other words, do you think there will be, they will, there will come a time when drones will be part of everyday life? Like I do. Cell phones now? Actually, I, um, recently the fire department actually is starting to work into them. Um, some of them are going to DGI, some are getting custom drones. I know Unique builds a special product for departments such as police and fire. 
um, or EMS even. They have actual drones that will go out and will fly over to wherever they're looking. Let's say there's a structure fire. So the firefighters don't have to go up and bring the ladder up. They can use the drone, go up and look at the structure from above on the drone. And then once they know what's going on, they can go in. I don't know if that sounds any, if you've heard that one before. but Yeah, I've heard about uh, fire departments using it. Um, I know that uh, while I was gone this summer, I had somebody taking care of my grass. And uh, um, he, we were talking, he said that he even has a drone that uh, he uses for his landscape business so that uh, he can take aerial photos of the landscape um, that they work on after the, before they work and, and after they're done uh, for before and after photos from a bird's eye view, which is kind of cool. Uh, to think uh, they're using that like that. I know my uncle, he's a home appraiser. He's using it for home appraisals. Um, I see a lot of homes that are for sale. They're listed on Catawba and there's a lot of drone footage. Um, I know in my neighborhood where uh, we have over a mile stretch of uh, shoreline and um, it's eroding. And so at our last uh, homeowners association meeting, um, we had drone footage flying along the coastline there showing where it's eroding so we could uh, make aware uh, the homeowners aware that the shoreline is eroding and we need to start doing something about that um you know living here we possibly have a unique uh use for drones i don't know uh if this is if it would work regulation wise or not but uh you, you imagine the people that live on the islands in the winter you know they're not getting fresh milk uh they're you know unless you know somebody brings it over on an airplane uh or the boat you know the ferry boat's still running um but uh once those ferry boats shut down you know the plane rides are pretty expensive but it'd be pretty cool if you had a drone that had a grocery bag attached to it flying over there all the way from bassett's delivering your groceries that would be a pretty sweet thing but who knows well i know amazon has actually gone into um bringing presents or bringing um gifts to people whether it's food, it is just a random electronic, Amazon is going to try to go national with this. However, at the moment, um, right now, it's just in the region of Seattle. Um, the Amazon headquarters is actually in Seattle. I've been there once. Uh, I talked to one of the guys that runs the drones, and all he does is he sets it on a course, and it goes from point A to point B and back to point A. So it's really sweet. They'll drop it, and then if, let's say, it's a big package will come down, They'll drop it on your doorstep. They'll take off and they'll leave. It's amazing. Uh, there's actually videos on YouTube if you can go and look. That'd be pretty cool. Um, I, you know, maybe who knows in the future? Maybe if you guys forget your backpack, your homework at home, your mom can just send it via drone. Who knows? <laughs> It'd be kind of cool. Thank you all for joining us today, and that's all. And thanks to all of you out there for listening to episode 15 of the We Are PC podcast. On our next episode, we'll talk to more people that make PC schools such a special place. Thanks, guys, for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the We Are PC podcast. Our students are working hard to provide you with updates, highlights, and a peek into the creative and talented lives of our students, staff, and community. If you'd like to suggest a topic for the We Are PC podcast, please email us at podcast at pccsd-k12.net. Thanks for taking the time, time from your busy week to listen to the show and celebrate our amazing Port Clinton City School District.